Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop. Hogan Johns. Going to a knee, that will do it. And the Dolphins with a three-point win on the road. The loss hurts very much. We lost by three. So now what are you going to take away from it? What are the things we need to correct? Let's correct those, and then let's take the positives and build upon those. Here goes Phillips chasing the quarterback. Come out again with a block and a touchdown. Here comes Chubb. Here goes the ball. Touchdown, Mooney. Time for Fields now. He'll accelerate at the first down and break tackles, and he's off to the races. Oh, he got a terrific block down there by Mooney. He's in for six. 61 yard touchdown run. Covering the Bears from CHGO, it's Adam Hogue. A symbol of broadcasting excellence. Yes. Yes, he is. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. The true giant among us, a brilliant genius, one who's able to create. To win football games, you got to play complimentary football in all three phases, and we didn't do a good enough job of that today. It's Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in. Uh, appreciate that open from Ernie Scatton, our producer, Kent Garrison, with us today. Johnsy. I guess we just got to get used to this. Uh, it is a new era of Bears football. They, the Bears they have a quarterback. I mean, they have a franchise quarterback. They can pretty much score at will. Uh, maybe I'm overreacting a little bit there. And <laughs> and the defense is just like horrendous. So I don't know what team we're covering anymore, but this is a different team. I kind of like it, even though they keep losing. Um, but I mean, this was at one point in the game, John's Kevin Harlan, who was calling it for CBS, like called it. I don't know if he said this is the most entertaining game of the year or one of the most entertaining games of the year, but just the fact that the Bears were involved in that conversation was like, this is completely different. What is baffling? Yeah, yeah, baffling. I I get it. You're used to seeing good defensive football and the Bears don't have a good defense whatsoever right now. But this is what the Bears have been doing offensively for the past three, four weeks. Didn't score in the red zone against the Commanders, but they put up a lot of yards at them over the past three weeks. They have averaged 31.3 points per game. When's the last time they did that? I, <laughs> I, I don't think that they've the done 80s? that. Off the top of my head, I don't think that they've done that since I cu- started covering the team in 2011. I can't think of it. Like Mark Tressman's offenses were good. They seemed efficient, but this is different. This is way different. It's a younger yeah. quarterback different vibe to the team, starting with the younger quarterback. This is different. This feels different. Uh, appreciate everybody watching live on YouTube right now. And of course, our uh, regular podcast listeners uh, listening the way that they always do, maybe on a Sunday evening or a Monday morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. You can read Johnsy's uh, reaction uh, to the game at The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns, part of our post-game coverage at CHGO, my initial reactions along with our entire staff, all chgo.com. You can check that out as well. Hit subscribe on YouTube. Hit that like button. Appreciate you guys very, very much. Hit the notifications so you know post-game. We try to go live right around 5. It's always not not always on the dot because we got a lot of things going on, but uh, if you hit that notification button, you will know when we go live. And, of course, uh, rate and review the pod. Uh, merch is up, obviousshirts.com. Saw some of these hoodies out there today. 
Um, Johns, you missed a party, man. I met I met B Man. Our guy B Man took a picture with him. Great kid. Jumps in the voicemails every week. Uh yes. Bearfan Bear 80 was there with his dad. Got to meet those guys. Um, there's also I don't want to I'm not he's gonna be mad because I told him we give him a shout out. I'm gonna give you a big a bigger shout out on Tuesday, okay? Because there's props involved. Props, gifts. Gifts were delivered. Presents were delivered, mainly in your honor, Johns. And you weren't there to pick them up. <laughs> so I got them for you. So I, I need to get it to you, and then we'll do the proper visualization on YouTube so people can actually see it and on social oh, media, too. Okay, well, I'll be at Hallis Hall tomorrow. And I mean that. I'll be at Hallis Hall tomorrow. Yeah, I do feel bad for letting everyone down this morning. I made the audible in the middle of the night. I was going to... Be late to Soldier Field and check out my son's last soccer game of the fall season. Travel a, soccer game. What a jerk you are. I'm a selfish father. <laughs> Just brutally selfish as a father. Now, a lot of people will uh, miss you today, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll make that. We need to do another Hogan John's live show or get together. Maybe now that the high school football season is officially over for me, we can we can make that happen. A little bit more mean, time today. Start the trash talking between Notre Dame and Ignatius at some point. Start now if you want. <laughs> I'll be careful. You guys have a little bit of a richer uh, football <laughs> tradition. Considering when I was there, we didn't have a team. Um, if you missed it, Ignatius, we'll be playing Notre Dame in the quarterfinals this weekend. Um, but you're here for the Bears. That's not why you're here. Uh, look, I I think we should be a little bit careful because it, technically the last few weeks is still a small sample size. But, dude, Justin Fields is doing things that we are just not used to seeing that aren't even also a lot of the things we're seeing that everybody's so excited about, especially the rushing, um, the decisions to know when to tuck it, when to throw it, the instincts to know where the pressure's coming from and how to escape it. Like, it kind of is what it is. Like, I, I don't think that there's any of that stuff is going to change. There's still some areas of improvement. I know people want to see more passing yards, but like as a quarterback, part of your job is to take what's being given to you. And he's doing that right now. He's also not getting enough help still. Once again, another game ends with a receiver not helping him out. Um, refs not helping him out either. It's been very, very, very impressive. I don't, I'm buying what I'm seeing, Johns, is what I'm saying. And I don't think that it's an overreaction either. No, no, absolutely. It, it is different. I said that right off uh, the, the intro. It's it's okay to judge him by total yards. He's halfway through his second NFL season, nine games into his first season with Luke Getze as his offensive play caller. It was going to take time. And we had some doubts early on because some of those bumps in the road were ugly. They weren't just bumps. They were, I mean, like holes in the road. They, it, it was not good. But that's... Looking back, that's part of the process. That's part of not having a good offensive line. It's part of not having capable help at receiver. But even those two areas have improved in recent weeks. I thought the passing game still flashed glimpses of improvement, yes, potential. Me. Cole Komet, two touchdowns today. I got to stop doing bold predictions with Cole Komet because apparently yeah, yeah, you're, I don't you're do Oh, that's, uh, that's actually a thing that has uh, been discussed widely already. To you, have, you are banned from Cole Komet bold predictions. That's fine. That's fine. Can I? <laughs> maybe I'll do carries and in, in quarterback sneaks <laughs> for, for Cole Komet. <laughs> yeah, he's a, run, he's a running he, back know, now. But when he was a factor, this game, uh, Darnell Mooney. 
pinpoint throw from Justin Fields for that touchdown. There was a like a check down to David Montgomery. That might be my favorite completion like all day from Justin Fields just because of how quick he got to it. That's progress. Like even on the 61-yard score, he's looking downfield for Darnell Mooney. Like he wants to throw the ball. Mooney turns around the block because Justin Fields is an exceptional runner of the football. Oh. And then the play changes. You look at the Dolphins linebacker. He was like frozen in time as this turned into a pass, as the pass turned into a run. And I, you saw what happened later, just brilliance, speed, all of the, the talent you want from Justin Fields on this play in that. But you saw progress within that play. They didn't just want to tuck it and run right away. He looked down the field to make the throw first. Real quick, because so it's not a fleeting thought that I forget. I just want to give Getsy credit for something. You know, sometimes I feel like coaches, no matter what, just get like too caught up in what they should and should not do because of like history and tradition or like just what you're taught to do. I, I just love the Cole Komet under centers quarterback sneak thing, the tight end sneak. You have a you have a tight end who you saw later in the game just run a dude over, right? He is. If if he's capable of taking this football from under a center's butt cleanly, why would you not have him run with it? You you save your quarterback from potentially getting dinged in the head for no reason. And we've seen how tough that tight end is. He's going to get the yardage. I love that. You know who just did that the other day? The Ravens, a team that the Bears looked at for inspiration for Justin Fields in the run game. Well, I think it's actually With Mark isn't Andrews. A, isn't a try? Yeah, I think it's a Travis Kelsey thing. Yeah, I, I do think that. it's a, a Chiefs thing to begin with. Um, but instead of, you know, as in the past, we've seen the Bears try to take Chiefs plays with the wrong personnel. In this case, they have the personnel to do it. So I love it. And good for the Ravens, too, for them taking it and making it work. Anyway, that was just a small thing. Um, I think right now we just had a comment about this, and I agree with it. You look at the quarterbacks from if you're supposed if we did like weekly power rankings of the quarterbacks from Justin Fields draft class, you know, Trevor Lawrence was far and away ahead earlier this year. I think Fields is number one now. Uh, and Lawrence was better today. I haven't seen all of that game. I saw the highlights popping up on red zone here. I think and there. the Jets beat the Bills too. So that's something going on it, in New York. It is, but I don't know how much Zach. I, I, I didn't see I enough of the stats. I, uh, but overall, big pick. Like the conversation in New York this week was Zach Wilson's a bust. Okay. So uh, to right now, I think Justin Fields, if you're redrafting, the quarterback class goes number one. I think it's still a debate with Trevor Lawrence, but I think it's by far these two gap to everybody else. And that's a, that's a win in itself. Do you agree? I agree. Well, we haven't seen the guy in, in, in San Francisco in how long? I mean, that's an unfinished story that re might remain unfinished just because how things go in the NFL. I like sure. where Justin Fields is headed. Now, I like where the, I like where the offense is headed. Speaking to Lugetzi, flirting with 400 yards of total offense for four consecutive games. I mentioned they're averaging over 30 points per game over the past three. This is something. This That's why I think it feels different. This isn't like the, the Buccaneers flash in the pan game that Mr. Trubisky had uh, in 28, was it 2018? Like this feels, I know Justin Fields can't run like this every game, but again, the glimpses of the potential of the passing game. Like, this is why it feels different. This feels like it could continue throughout the rest of the season. The, the, the duration, the full duration of the season, Adam. 
It's funny because on our CHL pregame show, we were talking about the over-under on rushing yards for fields, and I think it was up to 49.5 today. You know, a few weeks ago, that was in the low 30s. And we still all agreed you take the over. Like, that's how much that's changed. And obviously, he went way over with the 178. Just one important thing, like, I, I don't want people to get too fixated on the passing yards. There's still not a lot of help at wide receiver. I think Chase Claypool will continue to get better. Mooney played better today. There was, you know, some good stuff from Cole Komet, but 400 yards is 400 yards. You know, he's a quarterback. His job as quarterback is to take the football, right, and either distribute it, most importantly, just gain yards with it. So take what's there. If it's a throw, throw it. If you, you're the fastest quarterback in the league right now, you do that. We had a debate about that between him and Lamar Jackson. Just the fact that you're even having that debate is a good thing, right? So the point is 400 yards of offense is 400 yards. It doesn't all have to come throwing the ball. Just appreciate what he is, the decisions he's making, and the fact that he had four touchdowns, right? A couple things in there I didn't like. You know, the the they, he caught a break with that holding penalty that erased the interception. I didn't think that was a great call. Um not a great decision there to throw that ball. Even late, he ran out of bounds for what I call the Trubisky sack. You know, instead of throwing it, maybe you could argue that was for time purposes. Just throw the ball away. Little stuff like that. But otherwise, I mean, that's honestly nitpicking. He was outstanding once again. If the rushing yards that Josh Allen, Lamar, Jas- Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts produce in their offenses, like the, the rushing yards that they get, if they're considered good things for those teams, the rush yards that Justin Fields produces for the Bears can be can be considered good things here too, can they not? Absolutely. And oh, by the way, that was an absolute dime he threw to Darnell Mooney on the yes, touchdown. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, it's getting Cole Clement. It's hitting him in his hands so he can turn up field and run down the sideline, run through a tackle into the end zone. Run over a guy later in the game. Those things matter. No question. And by All the right. way, that was an absolute dime to Equinemius St. Brown and fourth down the last oh. play from scrimmage right through his hands. And that's got to be frustrating, man. It's got to be frustrating. I, and I, Fields does this thing, and I think most quarterbacks probably do it, but especially with him, when you're watching on TV, Johns, and you you can tell by the way he throws it, how open the receiver is before the camera even pans over to the wide receiver. Cause you could just tell when he throws the ball confidently. And that was one of those where like he threw it so effortlessly. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a first down. And then it goes through EQ's hands. And at first you couldn't tell that it went right through his hands. I was like, Oh, that was weird. I thought that that was going to be a oh, first there, down. There is an end zone view that shows how accurate that oh, pass was. Yeah. Then they showed it and it went right through his hands and it was, it's a bummer, man. Whatever, whether it's his teammates letting him down or the referees with the BSPI calls today, Johns. You know I'm going to rant about those eventually. I was um, waiting for it. Just come on. Can, can can I before you get to that? And uh, I'm willing to. I'm up for hearing this rant, Adam. I really am. No, no. It's it's what you think it is. It's just they're not calling it no, consistently. No. no it, well, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Justin Fields did something really interesting after the game how he studied the defensive ends, the the pass rushers of the Dolphins, just in terms of RPOs. We saw that become a factor today, how he could get outside on those. Again, he did that today. But also how he could elude them 
on scrambles, he basically indicated that he saw more there, like saw more opportunities there for his legs going into this game. Mm. That in itself is a sign of growth, I think. Well, the fakes were great. I mean, if you're paying attention to what the Packers had done well in the past couple of years when Luke Getze was there, what Aaron Rodgers has become really good at, which are those fakes when he puts the arm out like this. You know, you saw one of those today. The, the guitar? Free, yes. It's, I'm too zoomed in right now, but you see <laughs> he does. He basically hides the ball on his hip and then puts his arm out on the handoff. That's that's a Rodgers um, that's a Rogers. That's a Packers thing. That's something Luke Getzey brought with him from Green Bay and credit to Fields because that's not an easy thing to do. And his fakes have been way better. The free plays, which we didn't necessarily see today, but we've seen those in past weeks. There's just little stuff like that that they have gotten so much better at, and it's so refreshing to see just from an offensive coaching perspective. As much as as much credit as Fields gets, and he deserves it, Luke Getzey really has been just a honestly a phenomenal hire for this Bears team for a franchise that has just not had a whole lot of common sense things happen offensively over the years. There's just been so much of it, even going back to training camp that we saw prior to those early season struggles where we were, I think we were honestly confused a little bit by the struggles because we are like, man, there was so much we saw in August that I thought would carry over. And it turns out just need time. Just needs a little bit of patience. Got to let the offense build on itself each and every week. And once they put in the Justin Fields legs as a weapon, Using that to your advantage, it has just been a completely different offense. And it's difficult to maintain that patience, especially in a week-to-week league. To quote our good friend John Fox, crisis or carnival, there's a lot of crisis early on in the season. Maddie Rufloos acknowledges much after the game, but now it's it's carnival. Adam, the, the Dolphins came in with the best passing offense in the league. No one should have been surprised that they put up the type of production they did. No Robert Quinn. No real Quant Smith. A bad defense was even worse today against the Dolphins. But the Bears' offense outscored them. The <laughs> difference in the game was Bears special teams. Hashtag Bears special teams. Ugh, killer. Such an easy block punt, too. That should never happen. Khalil Herbert got a little... He kicked back a little bit too far. Lost the inside move. Tried to cut him and just completely whiffed. Yeah, you can't cut. You can't cut in that. No, right? What, what does the special teams coordinator say? Well, you just got to be careful if you kick back too far. You have to be controlled. Because if you watch those guys, anytime this, on the snap, they kick backwards, right? Just like a like sort of an offensive tackle would do. And you are the edge guy there, as you have to call it a slot or wing, depending on it, but on the left side. And if you're going to kick back you that far, you have to be prepared to be, be, be inside. Now, I don't. I haven't spent enough time like analyzing each player on the pump protection unit and what their weaknesses are, but I'm guessing the Dolphins saw something there. Hey, an inside move might work here, and he just whiffed completely, which is too well bad. for a player who struggles in pass protection as well. Yeah, and and we I was thinking about that earlier because I think it's easy to, and people were doing this on Twitter, and I totally get it. Like for the running back who's not your best pass protector, why is he even out there on punt? Well. Part of punt, too, is you got to get your ass downfield and cover, and he's a great cover guy. He's shown that on kickoffs, on punts. He'll get down there and make a tackle for you. So, But the first thing you do on a punt is you have to protect it. 
If the punt doesn't get off, the coverage is useless, and it's awful when it gets returned for a touchdown. That was the difference in the game. Yeah, it was. That that was the final margin or the the final score. Uh, again, the Bears' offense outscored the Dolphins 32-28. to 28. I didn't think about it that way. It's a, it's a oof. Man, that hurts considering I picked the Bears to win 33-31. That's a bold prediction there. I think I went 0 for 5 on our picks last week. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but I don't yeah. Well, because it's typical. I told everyone, I warned everyone when we were killing it earlier this season that to start fading us. Do you like Formula One but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on? Then we have the podcast for you. Introducing the race F1 briefing, the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us. So, what do you have to say about the officials? Get it off your chest. Feel better. One thing I saw, I think Sean Hammond tweeted this out post-game, that Eddie Jackson said the official told him that he never saw him play the ball. He was playing the damn ball the whole time. (laughs) The official must have lost the ball in the sun or something. Exactly. (laughs) The rule is, is that if you're playing the ball, if you're turning to the ball, you are entitled to make a play on the ball. The only contact that was initiated there on either side, and you actually argue that it was on the Dolphin. Was it Waddle or Hill there? I believe that was Waddle. Okay. The only contact there was on the offensive. I think the offense, it doesn't matter. It's basically a jump ball that situation. He is making a play on the ball and... They call PI. It's just terrible. And then to not have the one on Claypool, when Claypool's got his entire body's being wrapped, just call it both ways. Don't call it at all one way or the other. The inconsistency is maddening. Can I say something? Before that play, like I want to say the snap before where the official threw a penalty and they picked it up, Justin Jones actually has one of the few pressures on Tua. Oh, I know you're going to say here. Yeah. Like where his undershirt is literally extended backwards where there's a ripping. Yeah. Is that not holding or should have something? been holding? Yes. Also, I, I, that is a very uh, liberal use of saying that the uh, receiver was in the vicinity when they originally throw intentional grounding. Like technically, if you're going to, th- like do the diameter around a player. You could say like, okay, maybe it was on the edge of it, but like he had no intent. He had no idea he was throwing the ball there. That was intentional grounding. It was hundred percent intentional grounding. It was definitely a holding penalty that they just completely missed. And then to follow it up with the PI on the bears, a few plays later, just a horrible sequence. And I don't even remember which drive it was, but Jaws, they also missed a low block. You yeah. know, that new know the cut, Thing where the defensive players can't cut on the offensive tackles outside the uh, tackle box blatantly went at Braxton Jones knees dangerous play that's been called on the Bears twice once last season once earlier this season 
and they don't call it on the Dolphins. It's just I think that's what makes the non-call on, on Claypool. And, and I'll be honest. I understand why you don't want to call it in that situation. Let the guys play. But he was held from behind. I actually think the second guy, guy got in there a bit early. It made collision with the arms for the ball was actually there. Yeah, wrapped around his waist. Yes, yes, pulling him back. That's what makes it all the more frustrating is everything that led up to that point. And there's a good job of articulating their frustrations afterwards, I have to say, without going overboard. Well, give us an idea. What what, what else was said in there? Well, Chase Claypool said what we just said. He felt like he was being pulled backwards, and his answer was, I got to fight through that. You can't count on someone else, referring to the referee to, to help you out there. But even the contact that came in, the violent contact, high contact through the arms, which is what you want your guys to do, your defensive backs to do in that situation. I thought that was early as well. But the first contact, the pulling back, I mean, everybody saw it. Yeah, It was there. He was falling backwards partially because of it. So frustrating. But forget about that, Adam. Forget about it. Justin Fields. Today was like the, the perfect... Look at what you guy. want, right? Like Justin, I, I usually don't go down this road. Look at this guy right here. Just, just looks like a good solid quarterback. I don't know where his helmet went, but yeah, you might need that. But that. I usually don't go out, go down this road. But Justin Fields played well. That's all that matters. The Bears lost a hard fought game, a close game. They could have won. Glimpses of victory right there. But they didn't, maintaining their higher draft selection. Is this not the the ideal situation that, that fans, most fans want right now? Yeah, Justin Fields agrees. You're nodding his head with your finger. Nice was, was that pass interference on your bomb to Chase Claypool? Well, he said yes, yes. too. Should Equinime St. Brown have caught your pass on the fourth down? Yes. This isn't very helpful for the people on the podcast. Yeah. Cannot, I have a bobblehead, a Justin Fields bobblehead. I'm just nodding. Yeah, head. for those listening at home, yes, yeah. he brought out a bobblehead. Um, if there's any, to give you one more vibe from the locker room, I think there was, well, they weren't happy they lost, let's be honest. Um, even though Justin Fields and the offense moved the ball, they weren't happy they that they did that. They still want the win, but the, the defense looked a bit shell-shocked. Well, there they're horrendous right now, Johns. The secondary in particular did. Um, but I can't blame them. I think the secondary has been a strength all season long. The stats say they've been that. But today, against two very fast receivers, good offensive line, when there's no pass rush, it's, they were it's, screwed. They were screwed from the start. Yeah, I, I saw some tweets earlier that like when they played off coverage, they were giving up a bunch of yards per play I don't know it would have made a difference man you play man you play zone you play off you play press I I just I th- without a pass rush you're not stopping you're, you're not stopping Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill when Tua can throw he doesn't have the strongest arms but he throws with anticipation yeah and in that offense in that system you could just tell they had no answer. There was either where's the adjustments? There were no adjustments. The adjustments were different players. They did They're, a good job. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I think the were, players are fine. Right. Yeah, two rookies out there. Well, I'm, I'm the talking about the pass rush. I'm like yes. the adjustments oh, is don't yeah. trade Cleo Mack and Robert Quinn. Like that's the adjustment, and I don't agree with that. I'm not saying it's what they should do, but like you're not. It's just not now. Next week against Detroit, 
They got a couple guys too, but they're not the same level. And Jared Goff, not the same quarterback. So it'll be a little bit easier. Yeah, they did just beat the the Packers, did they not? But yeah, the the pass rush, even with Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith, has been a problem. Can we just make that clear? Like this defense wasn't very good to begin with. And you just traded two of your better players away. So it's supposed to get worse. But I think the secondary, in terms of player, they got players. The Dolphins' scheme of rub routes and pick routes, all those things that confuse you and create conflict, create a little bit of chaos to get through, that helps Tua. You need the pass rush to come through. I think Allen Williams needed to blitz a little bit more today. Yeah, maybe, but maybe he didn't feel comfortable with the linebackers all playing different positions. That's fine. I know. I don't know. I actually thought, you know, in my very biased take, obviously, I thought Sanborn playing okay. (laughs) Very biased take. I don't know about Nick Morrow, but um, hey, final thought. You mentioned the Packers. Here's the thing, though. The Bears have a better offense than the Packers do right now. I think the question is, do they have the better quarterback? My favorite thing today was all the reports from everybody. ESPN, Fox, NFL (laughs) Network. (laughs) Everybody had it. (laughs) Uh, you know where I, that comes from, everybody. Let me give you a little insight on how journalism works. That's all from the Packers. Let me right. tell you what. That's all from the Packers. You know what? They tried hard. They tried to go get Aaron Rodgers some help, and they didn't. At the end of the day, they didn't. If they really want to chase Claypool, they could have thrown in a, a late-round pick to make the difference up. You, this is a Hall of Fame quarterback in the twilight of his career, and all he got was reports of they tried hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm wondering how hard they really did try because I think you look at that team right now and I think that they realize like Chase Claypool ain't fixing that. DJ Moore not fixing that. They have a lot of problems there. They're not just three and six because they don't have wide receivers. The Bears don't really have wide receivers either. Well, I guess they're three and six. Oh, Aaron Rodgers would happily take Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney. No, no, I know. But back to the whole like... Oh, we tried so hard. Like, look, look, look. As a White Sox fan, I've heard that. I don't want to hear that. Like, oh, we tried to sign Manny Machado. We made it run. You know, it's just we structured the contract differently. You know, we tried to make this trade. We might. We, no one wants to hear that. I, I trust me. I don't know what the Packers are doing there. Nobody wants to hear that. I think Aaron Rodgers is smarter than that too. I think the Bears have a better quarterback than the Packers. We're living in this time here in 2022, Johns. It's a very interesting well, time. Well, I'm not going down that road yet. I've seen a lot of things play out differently, but things are not trending well for that team up in Green Bay right now. And that player. And that player. He looks a lot different. He threw two interceptions in the red zone for the first time in his career. Aiden Hutchinson intercepted him. He's a good player. He might be a problem next week, by the way. Aiden Hutchinson. All right, any final thoughts? No, no. Um, It's okay to be excited about what Justin Fields did. Forget that this is like the point of my column. Forget what the Dolphins offense did. Forget about the officiating a little bit. Justin Fields is a player. The Bears have a quarterback. Put it that way. Yep, they do. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to watch, quite frankly. And there's still a lot of help that they can give them. Better imagine if he had Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, or just Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's there's still a lot of help that they can get him. 
which is scary to think about it when they've still scored 30 points. They've averaged 30 or 31 points. 31.3 over the past three games. And the Lions defense is up next. Not a good defense. Shootouts. Yeah, get used to it. It's fun. It was a fun day. It's an exciting day. Uh, Thank you. If you did come out to the uh, CHGO tailgate today, uh, appreciate all the Hogan and John's listeners that showed up. And um, trust me, there's some fun things coming your way, Johnsy. Okay. I'm excited so about that. We'll, we'll, we'll deliver on that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read him at The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns, where you go to sign up, allchgo.com, where you can be a member, get my Bears Things newsletter on Wednesday mornings. Well, some good stuff on Justin Fields this week after last week was pretty much all devoted to the trade deadline. Um, we'll be back Tuesday, Tuesday morning. We'll follow up on everything we saw and heard Monday. Thank you for watching, listening, subscribe on YouTube, rate and review the pod. You guys are the best. And uh, hey, don't be afraid to celebrate. This is, we've never seen this on the podcast before, a quarterback this good. Good times, very good times. Talk to you later. See ya. Justin.